0: Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, discussing, as you know, all things Premier League football. And yes, this is the last weekend of Premier League action before we focus on the 2022 FIFA Qatar uh, World Cup. Uh, But yeah, to discuss all the action with me is the ever-present Joshua Gaylord, as well as a debutant in studio, we've got Deshaj. Uh, Pata, I hope I said that correctly. Uh, Tesh, good to to have you uh, back in the well for for the first time, making your debut in the Hollywood Bits uh, Hit the Target Studio, and uh, yeah,
1: happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: So uh, Josh, quite a familiar seat that you're in. Um, Yeah, last week, (laughs)
2: last week I did a solo trip. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope the guys got on. I think I got uh, seven of ten picks right with some good value at that. Um, Was pretty decent.
0: Well class as a say in these parts but uh yeah josh premier league football as i mentioned uh early game i know we have this uh, notion that the early kickoff tends to bring an upset but could that be the case when brentford travel to manchester city this weekend
2: look my heart hopes so (laughs) but um no i don't i don't think Mm -hmm. that is the case uh brentford haven't won away from home this season Mm -hmm. um and and city haven't drawn at home let alone lose um So, uh, it's a banker, but I think it's one to seven or something of the Mm. sorts. Mm. It's not something you want to be tipping. Uh, and at the same time, Manchester City, they just look better than they ever have been this Mm. season. Uh, I had a little bit of a look. Um, and the past three, four seasons, I believe this is their best tally after 13 games. Um, so they are playing phenomenally and they, they score, they've scored more than Arsenal, even though they sit second. Um, I'm backing Manchester City, yeah, but at 1 to 7, it's it's not something to look forward to. Uh, I think the Erling Island at 4 to 10, possible. Is that in any time or first? That's call? in any time. Um, and then I think Manchester City uh, win to nil or over 2.5 is also roughly 4 to 10. Though That's mm. that's something that I'd look at.
0: Desh, how are you feeling about this fixture?
2: Um,
1: you know, Man City have played 7 at home in the league, they've won 7 at home in the league. Mm perfect record the only other premier league club that can match that is arsenal yeah. 6 from 6 um i'm sure you'd you know that Of course, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> being arsenal yeah fan. music in um, my ears love that stuff yeah so it's going to it's i can only see a city from mm-hmm. so the more, eight. yeah definitely i think um brentford i don't they haven't convinced me away from home mm-hmm. um on home soil they've mm-hmm. only seen defeat once in the league that's impressive yeah. i think only 3 Clubs are yet to see the In fact, it's
0: only Arsenal who beat them at their home ground. Mm. Oh, yeah. I see.
1: Just throwing that in there. No, thanks. Thanks for letting me. <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, the gentlemen in studio seem to uh, be on the same wavelength Yeah, Manchester City won this uh, with rel- relative ease actually. Um, but Josh, oh, Manchester City winning the league? You and as, as an Arsenal supporter as well. I know my answer to that question, but obviously it's me posing it. So, or Man City winning the league?
2: It's hard, it's hard to just give them the title. They have to work for it. Um, uh, if you ask me if Man City... Ca-
0: I'm asking will yeah. they win the
2: league. That's the question. More than likely. More than likely. It's They, they need to work for it. Um, they've got a tough challenge in Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal haven't proven uh, over the past couple of seasons that they can challenge. Mm. Um, and they've also in the negative sense they've proven that they somewhat fumbled last season for, mm-hmm. for top four and base that down to having key players missing yeah. um, and if Manchester City have some key players missing they, can, they could also fumble yeah. um, most of their players uh, starts at their respective countries come this World Cup uh, whereas Arsenal it's, it's not the same mm-hmm. so I think that if they come through this unscathed not that they don't have depth in their squad but if they come through the World Cup unscathed then I feel like they, they take the league.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, touch on the title race in a moment. But we've got the five o'clock kickoffs to look forward to uh, Bournemouth against uh, Everton. Um, we see, saw this fixture not so long ago, a couple of days ago, as well, in the Carabao Cup. Uh, Desh? Shell shocked. Absolutely oh, wait, before shell we shot. carry on?
2: Like, you have to mention to the listeners. Okay,
0: sorry. My, my apologies uh, if you're out there listening. I know Desh is making his debut. I didn't want to really put him on the spot that much, but. Desh is actually an Evertonian supporter. He's Mm. he's a toughie. uh, I shook hands with him this morning. I had to wash it. He's he's, (laughs) he's, he's that guy. (laughs) Uh, Desh, talk talk to us about your team. Everton, they Mm travel to uh, the Vitality Stadium this weekend.
1: Uh, You know, I actually thought that we had a shot at an FA Cup or, Mm -hmm. you know, EFL Cup or something. But Mm -hmm. the team is just in disarray. Um, Defensively, we started really well. I think at one stage, I think six games in. We had the meanest events in the league. I mm, think we only yeah. shipped like five or six goals. Pickford has been outstanding. Um I haven't been his greatest fan, but this season he has definitely um Should he be me.
0: England's number one? Should
1: he? Probably. Probably, think so? I think I think Nick Pope is a good second. Aaron Ramsdale as well,
2: very yeah. good.
0: I was just about to say, uh, someone forgetting the. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, of course. <laughs> I mean Pope and Ramsdale both They're have very, sixteen sheets this season. Look at that! What mm-hmm. a stat. And Newcastle as well, yeah. very
1: that from from back to front. Mm-hmm. Each player is outperforming just themselves. Just put them in
0: the World Cup. I wish we could do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: um, Everton. So it's been we've we've had a very. Bad run of form recently. Of course, I think we got smashed by Bournemouth mm. by four goals to one. I think it was. Does that
0: have any effects going into this weekend's Premier League? tie? of course, two different competitions. Um, so you, some would say some other Everton fans. The other three of them would say um, you can sort of draw a line through this. But uh, what does a fourth Evertonian fan
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> um, I think it's a draw. I don't. Is I it? don't know if. Uh, I, is that I your hate, optimism talking? No, I think this is my real reality okay. talking. You know, to see two L's from from a, mm-hmm. a team that was in a championship like not so long ago, yeah. um, you should be confident of uh, of a, of a points. I can't see a, a yeah. league defeat. Mm-hmm. A cup con, a competition I can understand, um, but a league defeat would just be, um, yeah, I'll probably be thinking Lampard's job will come under scrutiny yeah. if uh, if if we lose that one. Um. Yeah, you know, we, this is the last season at at Goodison Park. We we're coming through the new stadium, Bramley Dock. Mm-hmm. Very, very um, ostentatious. You it's know, now or never.
0: It. we've seen what what happens to teams when they move stadiums and yeah. the you know the planning and the money that goes behind it. So mm-hmm. Everton were big spenders. Another uh, Alistair Usmanov, His That's- name is from. From Arsenal, he had shares in Arsenal and he moved to Everton. So, he's obviously been injecting a lot of money there. Yeah. Um, so, that we don't know how much that could change um, in the upcoming seasons. But it interesting was, times lie ahead for Everton.
1: It was Uzmanov and um, Farad Moshiri. Mm. Um, I believe he's Iranian. Yeah. Um, I think the two of them uh, were in Arsenal. Mm. Um, but now, I think uh, Moshiri is the owner of Everton. And he has had the Usmanov money. But I believe he's paid him out. So yeah. Um, it's very much his project, his baby. He obviously brought in Angelotti, James Rodriguez, mm-hmm. um, you Richarlison know we as well. Yeah, um, I think Marcus Silver brought in Um but um, he's kept some of the senior stuff. I think Bill Kenwright is still at Everton. Yeah, he's retained um, that him. Our I listeners
0: think... definitely know who that is. Lucas, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, I'm sure you can go on and on uh, all day about Everton, um, but. We've
1: got bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish <laughs> to fry. Uh, Josh, yeah. talk
0: to me about Liverpool and Southampton. It's it's a fixture that we wish we had done here because uh, it's his, well, the first team against the second team. Um, Liverpool, they haven't really sort of sparked much optimism, but quite impressive against uh, Tottenham last week. And then they go and rest all their players and more in, in midweek against Derby. And then now return to league action.
2: They were lucky to get away with uh, their penalty victory against mm-hmm. Derby, I believe. Yeah. Um, before carry on it's actually pretty interesting listening to someone go so <laughs> in depth on Everton yeah. um it's refreshing uh and get to learn a bit as yeah. well um yeah back to the fixture uh y- you know sometimes we've m- got to make
0: this podcast limited edition. <laughs> normally For more Everton info, <laughs> in to.
2: normally um this is a fixture that Donovan goes missing even though his team is doing good yeah um they're not doing amazing, but they. I think this is the bad time for the World Cup to come for Liverpool. I think that's... F- so. f- yeah, I feel like they're finally like getting the a bit, g- getting into a little bit of a stride. Um, The Champions League victories, finishing top, and then also getting a big win against City, a big win against... Well, awesome. there was a bit of a blip against Forrest, but a big win against um Tottenham as well. Salah finally getting, his scoring boots on, mm-hmm. being in the right place at the right time. Dier uh,
0: lacing those uh, scoring boots.
2: Yeah. <laughs> a dire situation. Um, yeah, I think it, this is the wrong time for the World Cup to come for Liverpool. And then we're also missing a big point. The sale of the club is a possibility now. Yeah. Um, lots of Liverpool fans uh, deleting all their tweets about oil money <laughs> <laughs> with the possible state owned uh, ownership in the near future. Um, In terms of a betting aspect, Liverpool win this one. Uh, I think um Salah wants to still he's not in the World Cup, so he needs to still put a bit of a effort out this uh, this weekend um mm. just to let the rest of the world know he is still a great player yeah um, and I think he scores yeah I'm not too sure what the odds are on him it's scoring about anytime. Nine to 10 last time last that's that's decent enough it's better than one to four for mm. Liverpool to win
0: Liverpool to win, yeah definitely i think uh, I think they will mm. Uh, Nottingham Forest against Crystal Palace, uh, one that obviously not many viewers, maybe dish in fact you surprise us, uh, <laughs> probably give us the history of Nottingham Forest. But, uh, what's... I believe they're owned by the Grimaldi, <laughs> <laughs> I think the
1: Grimaldi family actually owns them. They uh, recently gave Steve Cooper mm-hmm. a renewed contract, he was... To me, it looked like he was on the way out yeah. and they mm. offered him a new contract. Yeah. I believe they brought in a sporting director who was formerly at Watford. Mm-hmm. Watford, as you know, ran through, I think, three managers at one season or in mm-hmm. the final season in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nigel Nigel Pearson was the last and he shot me. I thought he should have definitely got the job, but um, they didn't uh, give him the contract and they ended up going down. Mm. Um but there, there was a lot of uh, movement in there in the transfer window, and I think they've, they've got a good um, acquisition in uh, that sporting director. Um, obviously, showing faith in Steve Cooper, which I don't know is the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe they brought in over 20 players, so that squad is still gelling. Yeah, um, I know it's gonna it, take more time. Yeah, sure. I know Steve Cooper he did well. He, he guided. Um, Swansea to the championship playoff, mm-hmm. um, where they lost up to Brentford, and that's how Brentford got into the Premier yeah. League, you know? So he has done well in the championship. Premier League, uh, I know he got a big win against Liverpool, mm-hmm. was it last time, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago? Two weeks ago, eh? yeah. So, I mean, once you have, and a skull like, Anfield, like Liverpool, <laughs> like, gosh, yeah. Um, yeah. Crystal Palace, on the other hand, are doing well. I know they beat West Ham. I mm-hmm. think it was yeah. last time out. Mm. Um, Wolfram's are beautiful streak in well. London. Yeah, in yeah. in um, yeah. So they 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 haven't had the best record in London derbies last season. Mm-hmm. Um, this season they look to be starting well. Um, against Forest, I think it's going to be a smash and grab type of job because mm-hmm. uh, their confidence is really high in the Forest camp. I think they beat Tottenham Hotspur yeah. in, the, in the EFL. Yeah. Um, with uh, Jesse Lingard. Um, scoring over there so good to see him back on the score sheet I believe how he's good done, is
0: that I don't think yeah. that's good Constant <laughs> yeah. can't stand Jesse Lingard okay Well, okay.
1: Oh, look he's on 200 I believe it's rumoured to be 200 a week yeah so uh, that's sort of on investment on a one year contract Just full of
0: stats aren't you <laughs> on a one year contract <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah Josh uh, nothing in Forest Crystal Palace it seems like uh, got to agree with Dash. They smash and grab type of fixture mm. um, but who's smashing who's grabbing
2: I mean um, <laughs> I don't think anybody's smashing or grabbing. I think this is a head on collision. It's a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. for me, like Tesh said, Nottingham Forest had a good result midweek. Um, but they still, like, I can't be confident in backing Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Um, away yeah. from home, Palace has been poor. Um, I think it's w- one in five or six. Yeah. One in five or six, probably somewhere, somewhere along those lines. And yeah. the winner, uh, the, um, the one win was last weekend against West Ham. Yeah. And that they had to wait all the way till the 90th minute for a it deflected shows their, goal.
0: Shows their grits. Well. Yeah,
2: no, they definitely got some grits. I mean, they've got a manager who showed grits in his career yeah. and in his in his um, managerial career so far as well. But I think this is a head on collision. It's a draw. Uh,
0: Tottenham against Leeds. Leeds have been one of those teams that just never seem to go away. We think that they always so exposed at the back and they just let the opposition in. But they somehow remain, you know, consistent in the way they play, consistent in the results they achieve and very true to themselves, they're not gonna go down the season, at least I can't see that happening. Uh, Tottenham I'm not too sure what you know what the situation is there because they're getting results here and there. Of course Liverpool fixture shouldn't go their way, but Tottenham are that team that will get results, but Josh doesn't look attractive, does it?
2: No, it doesn't at all. I think, I think that they can still, uh, remain in their top four places. I, I feel like, and purely based on the other teams, um, form at the moment, mm. uh, cause they still do grind out some results. Whereas the other teams, they, they don't look to be able to do what Tottenham can do at the moment. Um, and Tottenham just aren't winning against the bigger teams. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you bring leads into the equation, I think leads are a bit too vulnerable on the counter. Um, and they, they obviously did extremely well to come back against Bournemouth and win it, uh, 4-3. What a thriller. Um, but to, to go down 3-1 against Bournemouth, you, if, if Tottenham put away two, they, you're not, you're not breaking them down after that. No yeah. matter how hard yeah. you try, you can, like Leeds do, they continuously press, they carry on, but you're not breaking Tottenham down after mm-hmm. that. I think, yeah, in this fixture, um, It'll be interesting to see. I know a lot of Tottenham fans are saying uh, one half is totally different from the other. Mm-hmm. Like against Liverpool, they were totally outplayed in the first half and then somehow they just came alive in the second. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out in this fixture. Um, but I think Tottenham get the win, here. Yeah. For me,
1: it's, uh, it's a bit harder to predict a winner. Mm. I think there's going to be goals in this one. Um, I actually thought Jesse March was on his way out. Four straight league losses. Mm. And then he goes and wins at Liverpool. What what is that? You know? Yeah. What is definitely that? Fighting Gosh. For him. Yeah. So um I know Rodrigo opened a scoring there, capitalized on a, on a back pass by Joe Gomez. Um very good center forward play from him. We know he brings something different that Bamford doesn't. Uh, and he and Rodrigo started the season off on fire. I yeah, think yeah. he he had like three goals in like two games or or there's some yeah. he started very well. Um and Tottenham, you know, with, with Son being ruled out, I think he's only available till after the World Cup. I or think he'll play he during the, the World, World Cup, Cup, but yeah. not yeah.
0: but not for Tottenham not for before. Meaning um, oh, this fixture, obviously.
1: I see. So he's yeah, he's ruled out, and he's ruled out this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And you just look like Lucas Mora is not part of the squad. Rashadison is more a Champions League player than a league player. Mm. Um, hasn't scored
2: in the league yet he hasn't
1: scored in the, you see so <laughs> is that Kulusevski is I don't know what's, what's he's back now he returned against yeah. Liverpool but he's not back in the goals do you yeah. know what I mean like yeah. it's it's only Harry Kane and mm-hmm. if you can keep Kane quiet then that's probably Hoiberg will pop up now and again you know so <laughs> yeah it should be I think there's goals in this one but so I don't know so just both teams to score yeah probably play eh? a safe bet yeah
0: um, I'll Wanna dive into Chelsea and talk about them a bit more because I feel like there's a lot to discuss there. But uh, just quickly before that, we've got the West Ham and Leicester fixture that we haven't touched on. Uh, jo- Josh, thoughts there? Uh,
2: so you can't say quickly on this one. It's going to be actually entertaining game. <laughs> yeah. um, but just to give a a, um, a prediction, mm-hmm. I think both teams to score. Yeah, um, West Ham were in fine form before they lost last weekend, which mm-hmm. was dying moments. Um, and Leicester, obviously, the the backline is. I want to sound respectful, but the backline is trash. Mm -hmm. Um, And going forward, they actually excellent. Um, It'd be shocked if James Madison, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it'll be it'll be shocking if James James Madison doesn't make that World Cup squad. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the announcement is today, I believe. Um, Yeah, I think this this game is both teams to score here uh, for me. Just a prediction.
0: Yeah, short and sweet. uh, Dash, West Ham and Leicester.
2: (laughs) No, look, Leicester.
1: Here's, here's a stat for you. Leicester have scored the most goals away from home, but have lost five of seven. So
2: that they're
1: scoring. They've got
0: they the worst defence ever, if you yeah. can hold you, that kind but of stat. Imagine that. Yeah. Mm.
1: No, no team has scored more goals away from home than Leicester have, mm. but they've lost five of seven away yeah, from home. That's quite, crazy.
0: Quite incredible. Uh, I, I think that has to be stats of the week or <laughs> <It's laughs> the month crazy, going into crazy. the World Cup. That's this kind of yeah. stat you need. Uh, but uh, Newcastle and Chelsea, um, before we get into our predictions, Josh, I uh, want to ask you about Chelsea. Chelsea have been that team that have been super ambitious. Um, we know what they're all about, but this season we've seen a bit of a change, and I don't know if it's the change in ownership, but we, had, we went from Roman Abramovich to uh, Todd Bowley who's Yes, he's injected the money, the the, the highest spenders, but I'm questioning some of the ambition. We saw last week Arsenal smacking Chelsea around. Uh, Ramsdale didn't have a shot to make or a shot to save. Um, and Chelsea were just completely outplayed, outfoughts, dominated, and that 1-0 actually seemed um, quite quite generous to Chelsea, I would say. S- during the Roman era, that never, ever happened. Mm. The problem which Chelsea used to smash Arsenal, home and away. And do now, you
2: remember that Eden Hazard... Yeah, where he just ran Cesar through the whole to team. People to, to not they'll remember. They'll remember. now. what I do but, remember is three is, games on the bounce at the pitch.
0: <laughs> but that is what I'm <laughs> nice. talking about, is that Chelsea have sort of now evolved away from that and sort of come into this team that, like Arsenal have been, and like you can question that the other Man United and so on, where... They've given Graham Potter a six-year contract.
2: Mm. Ludicrous. No one's Ludicrous. got a six-year contract yeah.
0: ever, not even a player. Only Harry uh, Kane. Under, no, under uh, previous uh, Chelsea management, yeah. so no player, no coach, no one has ever received a six-year contract. The best coaches, Mourinho, has been given two years plus a year. So is, or are Chelsea, rather, lacking some of that ambitious this season? Ambition, rather.
2: Um, I think there is ambition in the way that they spend but at the same time, I, I, I remember when my parents first bought the place. Um, they so, bought the place, obviously, for a lot of money, like mm-hmm. uh, Bowley and the, uh, the crew did. And then there's an initial cash injection where, okay, let's fix here, let's fix there. Mm-hmm. But then there's Be nothing account. to do afterwards. Uh, you make that, and then you that's what you carry. And maybe five years later, six years later, you have that amount of money, again, to continue building on on your mm-hmm. property or, well, in this case, the squad. Um, not to say that they won't spend in maybe January. Maybe one player. I know that there is talk of um, Christopher and Kunku coming through and players of the like.
0: If if I can just interrupt you, mm-hmm. Josh. Sorry. I'd, I'm not questioning Chelsea's ambition to spend. I'm I'm questioning Chelsea's ambition to spend and then do what? Because you can spend, but what are you trying to achieve with the money that you're trying? Are you trying to win the league? Are you trying to get top four? Because every Chelsea fan I've spoken to or what I'm seeing on social media is that top four is the target, but if they don't get it, it's not really, it's the, fine. It's not really the end remains. of the world. And I'm thinking like, hang on, you're the biggest spenders, you're the most ambitious club, I certainly grew up watching. What's changed?
2: I think maybe um, the trend that basically I feel like Chelsea kind of started, that ruthlessness in sacking a coach, mm-hmm. if they're not getting instant results, I think maybe that they're trying to move away from that. Um, we've seen it work. In our personal experience yeah. with Arsenal, uh, whereby there weren't such great results. Um, yes, they might not have spent in a, a, a ton load in the beginning, but it has come with results. They, then the spending has been mm. backed a bit more. Um, I think maybe that's the focus for the, the ownership at the moment, uh, just to be in defense of Chelsea for a bit. But at the same time, you, you can't miss out on top four, um, by a big margin if they, Stay within a five-point bracket or something of the like. That shows that there is a there is a bit of um, positivity for the squad. If it, if they're finishing by a big a big drop off after spending so much, um, I, I, me personally, uh, and I think a lot of other owners Potter has to has to go after that. But that's still there's still a lot to a lot of football to play.
0: That's yeah. how you feel about Chelsea's ambition and where they were to where they are now.
2: Um,
1: I don't think the Premier League is, is theirs, um, for the next two years. Mm. I think they're probably looking at Champions League eh? when, um, when, when the new manager Potter came in, I think he's won three of three. They were bottom of the group. They finished as a group of winners. Yeah. Mm. That, that doesn't happen by accident. Um, they drew Borussia Dortmund, which I think they can get past. Yeah. I think, um, uh, I think Potter, Man- his man is mandate is Champions League. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's to win the Premier League. Um with Abramovich. I think it was more Premier League mm-hmm. dominance. As you say, they smacked a lot of other clubs. It wasn't only Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I mean um, Arsenal. Yeah. Um, you know, they used to dominate Tottenham, you know, anybody mm-hmm. in London. I mm-hmm. think, you know, they own London. I think
0: there was a stat the once that they were the only team to have a better head to head record over Man United. Um and no other team held that Easy. record over Man United, and that was when Man United were winning three league titles in a row. Yeah, um, the Rooney team, Tevez yeah. team, Vanuselroy, those guys. So Chelsea always had a better record against those kinds of players. Mm. So it's it's just shocking for me to see like how do you go from that? And I'm not look, Josh, you're saying if if Potter doesn't make uh, or if he's outside the top four, uh, but five points or so, then he sort of needs to get looked at. I don't even say sack Potter. I don't think it's a potter problem. I actually kind of like him. I think it's an ownership problem where, you know, you you can't just sort of spend this money and just sort of sit back and plan your vision for six years or five years. Just, it's not the Chelsea way.
2: I I feel like as an American owner in this aspect, it's more about what they can get from the club from a financial aspect. I don't think they are too uh, concerned about when... No, everybody wants to win a title, but I don't feel like they are too concerned about that. I think that Chelsea's become a big brand in world football and by them going out, or the, I've heard. Uh, made, or seen lots of reports of Chelsea looking to acquire another club like our Manchester City have been doing in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more about broadening the brand, making Chelsea more... Uh, appeal have a bigger appeal um, across the world and stuff of that sort mm-hmm. more than um, we've got to win the league every season
0: yeah uh, I tell you I can't see them winning this weekend at Newcastle I think the best possible result um, is a draw for Chelsea but uh, again it's not what I think it's I, I think just it's a
1: Newcastle to- win
0: I think that I just asked the questions and it's all about what you guys think. Uh, Desh, you say Newcastle? Yeah,
1: I think it's a Newcastle and Eddie Howe has been outperforming himself mm-hmm. since he got the job. That's It's no accident. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody from Miguel Almiron, you know, Callum Wilson, um, Bruno Guimara, I think he just Joe got Linton as well. Joe Linton. Yeah. He has turned those players into top-notch quality, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. who... and. It's more or less the same squad that Steve Bruce had. Yeah. More or less. You know, they have With been some one or additions. Two additions. Yeah. just one. one or two, though. Um, I think Crucial Joe, yeah, Joe Woolock might have been a Steve Bruce acquisition. Yeah. Look at him now. Mm-hmm. Every time, you know, he's getting into the box, um, I think he might be the fastest player in Newcastle as well. Just a
2: small step there for you guys. Josh, <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Ch- Newcastle,
2: Chelsea. <laughs> Sounds. Um, uh, it's this is the Bank of the Weekend for me. I mm-hmm. think Newcastle win this fixture. Um, and you sang banker of the Weekend. Yes. I think Newcastle win this fixture. Uh, in our SBN newspaper, we've got bets of the Week. Mm-hmm. This is Newcastle to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Chelsea just lack a little bit up front. And obviously, they have a bit of injuries in their back line. So that's why everything seems a bit off at the moment. Um but I think that the the players up front just lack a bit of bite uh, yeah. for Chelsea, and against the defense that's been phenomenal. Against uh, they, they've got six clean sheets. They tied with Manchester City and Arsenal for for that. Uh, 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 it's crazy. Uh, if you want to play a value bet in this banker, win you could even nil. go win to zero. Uh,
0: Josh, while we while you while I've got you riled up and optimistic, uh, Arsenal against Wolves should be comfortable. Last game before uh, Julian Lapotegi uh, uh, joins after the World Cup?
2: I don't know about comfortable. I mean, every time I think about Wolves, it's always like a. I mean, remember last season, uh, we were lambasted for over celebrating uh, late mm. Lacazette. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. I think, <laughs> I remember you, you know, that. stuff like that. So, and then before that, um, I remember when David Louise somehow knock somebody down without touching them and we got we yeah. got a red card and they are given mm-hmm. a penalty so every time i think about wolves it's always some difficult moment that mm-hmm. arsenal has to try and get over but this season getting over difficult moments or or maybe getting over a loss um the only loss uh, it, it makes it they they've given the fan and myself a little bit more confidence mm-hmm. and i think even some of the punters um you can actually be confident in arsenal winning a fixture this season yeah um if they win Going into the, this little break, it'll be phenomenal for Arsenal. Um, and I think against Wolves, Arsenal can get a win, yeah.
1: I agree. I actually think they keep a clean sheet as well. Yeah. Um, the Molyneux.
0: Wait, wait, let me, let me give you that stance because I know <laughs> Arsenal have, what's it, five clean sheets out of seven games away from home? Am I wrong?
1: I must say I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but just that the Molyneux is renowned for not giving away goals. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the whole of last season mm-hmm. was, um, Wolves barely scored. Yeah. And their oppositions barely scored. Mm-hmm. Lots of null null, one nulls. Um, this season, um, I haven't really seen what the goals are like, but just historically, mm-hmm. um, looking at uh, empirical data, I'll tell you that the Molyneux is, um, generally for low scoring fixtures. Um, so yeah, but I do think, um, that that's uh Arsenal get the win. Mm. Um, Wolves obviously brought in Diego Costa, who is not available for this fixture after oh. picking up his red card. Thank um, goodness. Yeah, so you yeah. just wonder, like, who's who's mm-hmm. gonna be scoring for them? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Francisco Trincao, who was touted to be the one, he's now at uh, I think Sporting Club in yeah. Portugal. Um, there's they brought in Gonzalo Guedes Um, so I'm not sure what mm-hmm. he's all about just yet. Is he going to be the target man, mm-hmm. or is he looking to supply Costa? What's the angle there? Um, I'm not convinced that uh, that they get on the score sheet other than yeah. a Ruben Neves penalty or free kick.
0: Yeah, it would take something special for Wolves to score. I mean, the uh, attacking options are very limited for them. So I also think Arsenal win.
2: You know, I'm a little bit confused about what the Premier League are doing here. When is the last time we had a quarter to ten fixture on a Saturday? Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, they're trying to put the pressure on Arsenal.
0: Yeah, I mean, even like the last game, the you know the game wasn't broadcasted anyway around the world, and then this one is at Saturday nights. You know, people are out partying, having a good time, but hopefully they will get to uh, celebrate the Arsenal victory um, by midnight. But uh, yeah, two two fixtures to look forward to on Sunday: uh, Dash, Brighton and Aston Villa, as well as uh, Fulham and Man United. Uh, before we touch on the big one being Fulham and Man United, uh, your thoughts uh, quickly on the Brighton and Villa fixture?
1: That's going to be a real nail-biter. Mm-hmm. I think both clubs... Una Emre's second game Definitely. Challenge. I think he... And winning the first one, I think they mm-hmm. smashed United 3-1. Mm-hmm. And that one was an on-goal. Yeah. It, it wasn't even scored by United players, so... Um, Can I they think, take it? In Villa I, think, I think it's a Villa win. Sure.
2: Josh? I think... I think that fixture was the f- only the fourth player uh, I found it funny so I remember it The only the fourth player to score having, like, an like own goal challenge? <laughs> <laughs> probably I think to score an own goal uh, to assist and to score a goal was J- Jacob Ramsey Eh? yeah he's been in the thick of things yeah I think that is the only, only the fourth player in Premier League history that is the interesting Shame one that. that's um, why I remember it yeah. Um yeah yeah, it's a, it's an interesting fixture. Like, I feel like Unai Emery always uh, sets up well for big teams. I think I mentioned this in the podcast last week. Um, only I remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the listeners out there. Uh, yeah, so uh, he sets up well for big fixtures, but the Brighton's not a minnow, um, and they are playing really well at the moment. Mm-hmm. They just weren't getting... You think res- he goes conservative, yeah. Yeah. I, I think they just weren't... Um, Brighton just weren't getting results, uh, up until they lost, I think, three now. Mm-hmm. Um, and against Aston Villa, they're playing at home. Uh, the last time they played at home, they won 4-1. Um, who this- did they beat? <laughs> they beat Chelsea. Um, <laughs> y- y- Obama Yang wasn't on, on it that day. Um, neither was he the last day. I feel, I remember when Arsenal players used to go to Chelsea. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Arsenal, Chelsea players used to come to Arsenal to retire yeah. Now it seems like all the roles are reversed. <laughs> anyway, back to this picture. Um, yeah, I think, Brighton can get a win, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yes, Aston Villa will be a bit more confident, uh, but uh, Unai changes tactics a little bit too much sometimes when it when it's a big fixture or a little bit of a small fixture, mm-hmm. uh, whereas it looks like the Italian manager at Brighton, he has his team playing in a set way, um, and they can get goals in this fixture.
0: So how do you back in Brighton? Brighton. Uh, now, the team that you just touched on uh, losing last week to Aston as Man United, how do they bounce back from the... Uh, setback. Of course, they underdog again.
2: It'll be interesting to see, uh, based on the fact that they play them this evening, uh, Aston Villa again. Man United play Aston yeah. Villa again this evening. Um, Man United, they they had a uh, they had, had a good traje- trajectory, I think, uh, with the new manager. He didn't have enough time uh, in the beginning of the season. Um, there are some dealt, stop start moments. Yeah, stop start moments. Um, I, I feel like he's dealt extremely well with Ronaldo. He's mm-hmm. put himself in a, I,
0: compl- I fully disagree, but, um, I, I
2: feel like he's put himself in a win-win situation mm-hmm. with, uh, Ronaldo because when Ronaldo was acting up, so to speak, not so to speak, when he was acting up, mm-hmm. um, Tenag punished him. Uh, and at the same time, he brought him into the squad. He gave him the captain's armband because, yes, it's Ronaldo he is the most experienced man in the squad. He's won everything. He's done everything. Um So, like when he put him in last week when they lost, he basically... If it, if Ronaldo came in and he scored, Tenard gets all the praise because mm-hmm. he put him in, he gave him the captain's armband, even after a difficult situation. And the fact that they went out and they lost, it's still a win-win for him in, in relation to Ronaldo. Yeah. Whereas they still... He, he went on, he didn't do do it and now it, it, it backs his thing of putting him on the bench in the future if he needs to.
0: And I, I know we're going over time here but, but Josh, if I come in to the office and just disrespect my teammates and disrespect everyone around me, disrespect the brand or the company that I'm working for, the club, and then I get punished, rightly so, do I then deserve, because I'm a big player or because I'm Got a reputation. Do I then deserve to be promoted to a team leader or whatever it is the following week? What type of example is that setting? And that's the thought that I'm thinking behind it. Because if if I'm a teammate or if I'm a player in that dressing room and I see the knowledge being have handed the captaincy armband after his antics last week, I'm thinking
2: she was. He, he got he got punishment. Yeah. Um, at the same time, so Tienhage, it's done now in the past. Ten is the manager. For me, I feel like the ownership wants Ronaldo there they want to market him they want him on the field Um so I feel like Ten Hag has done the right thing mm-hmm. uh, where because the ownership the institution wants Ronaldo on the field or the institution wants Ronaldo in the headlines mm-hmm. and he makes them uh, whether it's for bad reasons or good reasons I feel like when I say Ten Hag made the right decisions he's put himself in a position where if he plays him it's fine it doesn't mm-hmm. matter and if he puts him on the bench it doesn't matter because I've showed that I've Discipline him when I needed to. So it sets the standard for the rest of the players mm-hmm. like he's wanted to do. And at the same time, it puts, um, puts him in a position to, if he does put him on the field, uh, it's, it's perfect. Oh, he is still playing Ronaldo, the best player mm-hmm. for most people's opinions. But if he doesn't, if he wins the game, it looks good for Tenag. If they lose the game, it's fine for Tenag in that aspect because yeah. we see how, uh, do, it's been dealt with. Do, do they win
0: this weekend? <sighs>
2: um, yeah, I think United do win this weekend.
0: Dish United, do they win this weekend?
1: I think it's a tough one to call. I I think both teams score, and in fact, I think Andreas Pereira of Fulham mm, score. Formerly, kind of story he does, he does, he does. Formerly of uh, Manchester United, um, went on loan, went to uh, Lazio. Um, you know, now he's at Fulham. I think it's a permanent transfer, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And he is in the uh, rights up there in terms of the numbers. Pereira has got five goals in his uh, five goal involvements in his previous six league appearances. Um three three assists, two goals, mm-hmm. one coming from the penalty spot last time out against Man City. Not uh, not an easy finish, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh he did it with ease. Um and I think uh he actually we are unlucky not to get that draw yeah, against yeah, Man City. I, and the, the I think trajectory, it was a soft
0: penalty, but maybe that's my bias yeah. eyes. Mm. Yeah, so, it's not um, soft. Or, uh, <laughs> uh, what's, uh, what's
2: our guy in South Africa, uh, Mr. Spot-on? He <laughs> yeah. says it doesn't matter whether it's soft, hard, uh, sunny side up. We're not talking about eggs. It's a penalty. <laughs> it's a penalty.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Dish, Man United I think both, both teams, teams have both scored.
1: teams to score and Pereira just one night. It it? Isn't any time gold a quite the yeah.
0: subplot? Uh there de- uh Dish, I just wanna thank you one more time um before we close just for joining us for the first time, uh letting us pick your brain a bit and you know those stats were hopefully insightful for all our punters or listeners out there. Um and Josh, as always, last week, fantastic job solo. Now the band's back together. <laughs> Uh, Hopefully it's a happy weekend for for us as well as all our punters. Thanks for having me. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Cheers.